Sensei Michelle here. Just a quick note before I start. In saying hi at the beginning of the podcast to my two conversation pals, I forgot to properly introduce them. The first person to say hi will be Sensei Lydia and then Sensei Jackie. Sorry to both of you. Now let's listen. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi. Welcome to our next episode of Wildcat Dojo Conversations. I'm your host, Sensei Michelle, and today I'm sitting with my two very good friends, Sensei Lydia and Sensei Jackie, both of whom are master level black belts in their own right, and they are, I'm really proud to say, very good friends. Let's check in. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. What about you, Sensei? You know I'm excited doing this. How about you? Are you doing all right, too? I'm doing great, Sensei. Thank you so much for asking. Today's topic is about how life is constantly giving us the opportunity to weigh the pros and cons or the advantages and disadvantages of situations, choices, and decisions. Just really quickly, doesn't that sound complicated? Yes, it does. <laughs> and it certainly does. But it isn't that complicated. I started thinking about this subject when I was thinking about how karate is passed down through the tradition of the teacher tells you the karate stories when you're in the dojo. Essentially, it's an oral tradition. And how this has both an advantageous and a disadvantageous side. The advantage is that you actually have to be in the room to get that history, that story, and being within the context of that situation where you feel the energy, where you've experienced the workout, you just... There's no other way, and that's a cool advantage. The disadvantage is that when things are passed down orally, it's a lot like the children's game telephone, where over time it changes a little bit, and it's not as perfectly clear, although Jackie would argue that um, history itself can be... Lies agreed upon. Yes, but we don't want to open that gigantic nightmare. No, we don't. So... I'm going to equate the advantage-disadvantage pros and cons to many other situations. You know, one of the things that has happened is with the advent of Google, and we were all in karate before that, where you can go check information that your teacher has told you. Again, that's an advantageous and a disadvantageous thing because it, it makes arguments where there is no argument. And it can also bring clarity to a situation that we didn't have at our fingertips. So that's just one example. Google itself is both advantageous and disadvantageous. Before I push on, is there anything either one of you want to add? Not right now for Not me. Not at the moment, Sensei. Master Collegian used to discuss with us on a real regular basis the need to assess advantage and disadvantage in the middle of a fight. Right as the fight is going on, you're assessing the situation so that you can constantly have your strengths at the ready and guard your weaknesses the need to attack their weaknesses, the need to guard your own, and relying on your strengths to get the job done. Do you guys remember that? Absolutely, Sensei. I do. It's a great lesson. And I think it also uh, applied not just to physical fighting, but also to verbal fighting. We're going to call verbal fighting arguing, because that is what, that's what it's called, and then we won't have to confuse the two things. But that's a whole other ballgame. We can do a whole podcast on that, because if you can keep emotion out of an argument boy, it's much more successful to work that conversation. Anyway, going back to the assessing of weaknesses and strengths inside yourself, that leads the person, the practitioner, me in particular, to need to know yourself. 
and it leads to the fact that in order to know yourself, you need to tell yourself the truth. And again, we're opening a can of worms with that because although that is a subject that we can get into in detail another day, it comes with the territory of being able to assess the situation. I'm never going to be six feet tall, so if I fought like somebody who was six feet tall, that'd just be stupid, for example. I think it's a nice place to segue to when we play the game Sensei Says, one of the things we're really trying to accomplish with the young students is the ability for them to, to tell themselves the truth immediately, to know they made a mistake and get on with it, rather than hide, pretend, obsess, any of those other things. Just to clarify, Sensei Says is Simon Says in a dojo, and you don't get kicked out of the game when you make a mistake. It's awesome. Anyway... Do you guys want to add anything on that part? I don't. I don't, Sensei. Okay. As part of all those discussions and thinking through advantages and disadvantages and how we can interchange those with pros and cons, I figured that looking at some situations that we live in daily life might be interesting. Let's just take a minute here to say there are many situations where it's right or wrong. It's not a gray area at all. And... That is not what this podcast is about. And hopefully, we are people who already know that. We already know the difference between right and wrong. For a lot of parts of being an adult, you're weighing the positive and the negative of any situation that you're in. That's what you're going to be doing. One of the ones I've written down on my card here is how the teenagers have a lot of problems with the bullying. Mm. Okay, you're not going to stop it. Yes, we know it's wrong, but you're not going to stop it. So how you deal with it is how you deal with it. Certainly, one of the things we've heard about from many comedians is one of the reasons they became comedians is because they were bullied. And that was how you turned the situation around, with words. And that is one of the go-to things that people try to say. You know, you should try to talk things over, get some help. I'm pretty sure we went over that in the last podcast, the four yes. things you do when people bother you. Yes, we do. I'm also going to set another little caveat here where I have a tendency to make up percentages. <laughs> when I think a lot of people do it, I'll just make up a percentage right in my head. And during the podcast, since Jackie, we'll see if we can find the actual percentage and we'll drop it at the end of the podcast. But it's just one of the terrible habits and my kids laugh about it all the time. Last night I made up one that was 94.625% of the time, which is a completely random number. <laughs> so, you know, we had fun with it. And it made us laugh in the middle of a hard workout. So when I see someone stuck in a negative situation, obsessing with the disadvantages of their moment, I try to encourage them by showing them there's a positive side. There's always a positive side to everything. You just have to be open to seeing it, even though sometimes it's really hard and sometimes we just don't, correct? Correct. Okay, so positive and advantageous, they're not synonyms. But we're going to interchange those words for the um, process of this. If you guys think at any time that it doesn't match what I'm saying, then call me out on it and we'll try to fix it right then, okay? Yes, yes. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about the advantages and the disadvantages of living with people as opposed to living alone. And I think this is going to be a great example of how you're weighing things out. I think if you live with family and they get on your nerve, you have a tendency to forget that there are disadvantages to living alone. You're just so much the grass is greener on the other side. And if you live alone and you're feeling that pang of loneliness, you have a tendency to forget the disadvantages of living with others. 
And so what we're going to do is we're going to try to see both sides of this one situation and use it as an example of how people can weigh advantages and disadvantages. All right? Yeah. Okay, let's start with advantages and disadvantages, also known as pros and cons, of living with one or more family members. All right, anybody want to go first? I'll go first. Um, you're, you've always got somebody that will always be there that you can count on. Yeah. Is a great advantage. People that are, that are there to help. They're people that are there to support you when you're having a bad day and you've got somebody that you can vent to. Um, okay, I'm going to caveat you there because everybody who goes home doesn't get to vent to their other. Did you know that? <laughs> so, although I've never I, had that problem. <laughs> although I, I agree with the part where they've got your back. That is the really good thing about having somebody be at home. But the part about venting, some people, when they go home, they don't get to vent to others. They have to vent elsewhere because that's one of the disadvantages of their situation, that the other, the, the spouse doesn't want to be dumped on every time they walk in the door. And I can understand that. I can really understand that. How about you, Sensei Jackie, advantages of having somebody to live with? The advantage of having someone to live with is the, um, that, that you have someone to touch, that there's a warm being to touch. And it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a spouse or an adult. It could be your children. Um, it could be a grandparent. But having someone there that, that gives you that really warm feeling is wonderful. And then I'm going to add this one. It gives you an opportunity to see something from a different side that you didn't know you were even going to see, hear, or experience that day because you're not in a bubble. So this other person brings in a, a whole new, new perspective. They saw something that you didn't see or heard something that you didn't hear or want to watch something that you hadn't even known was on or whatever. So that's three advantages. Now, just to be fair, let's go to the disadvantages, <laughs> which we can't stay too long, so we each get one. <laughs> you go first, Jack. The lack of privacy. Especially if it's children. Especially if it's children. Oh my gosh, there's no privacy if it's children. That's right. There's no place you can go where you can sit and think. And they, and they won't open the door. That's correct. I agree with that. I'll go with you learn how to compromise. Oh yeah. Even though you don't want to sometimes, you have to choose your battles and you have to compromise. Yes, I agree with that one. And I will go with... You have to come in the house, and this one is one I practice daily. Prepared to be a sharer, not carrying your baggage with you. Hey, not unlike the way we have to bow at the door, now that I think about it, of the karate room. That's of right. the dojo. Great. So in the car, when I drive home, after a, especially after a long work time, I eat before I walk in the door. Every single time, I eat and drink, and I pull myself together so that I can be an equal and fair friend and partner as opposed to somebody who's carrying all this annoyance of the day with them and dumping it as I walk in the door. And they don't want it. They don't want to be dumped on. They, When they say, how's your day? They want to hear about the good things that happened on your day, not just the fact that traffic was bad, blah, 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 blah. So you have to adjust to it. And so in order to adjust to it, you have to know that, yes, I'm not going to be grumpy that somebody's there. I'm going to be happy that somebody's there. And I'm going to adjust to make it a good situation and not a negative situation. 
And I think a lot of what you'll hear from me is how to turn things around and make them into situations that push forward as opposed to drag you back. Sensei, don't you um, think that a lot of it is perspective on any situation? Yes, and you know what? I'm going to make a short about the perspective story I heard all that time ago. I'm not going to put that one here, but I do love that perspective story. And, and don't you think perspective is a part of weighing disadvantages? Absolutely. Like, let's take it back to an actual fight, which is not an argument, but it works in an argument too. If you go in with an, I don't, let's make it an argument. If you go into the argument thinking, I don't want, I just want to vent, I don't want a solution, well, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> if you go into that argument thinking, I want a solution, then you come to the argument ready for anything that it takes to find the center ground because solutions are, I'm making up a percentage, 95% compromise. Could we just kick it up to 100 and be done with it? Absolutely. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else on the on the family life and how important it is to um, to realize that it's not all plus and it's not all minus? That it's it's actual, and therefore it's up and down. It's pros and cons. Agreed. And I think when we start realizing it, our whole family life gets better. It does. Oh, it does. I think when you work it, your family life, your your time at home gets better. Right. Your communication skills are very important. Oh my goodness, that's a podcast though. We're going to come back to that one, okay? I'm, t I'm bringing it back to the dojo and the way this, the oral traditions are passed down through the dojo. Sometimes I sit and I picture dojos throughout hundreds of years and I picture the, pe the people selectively remembering certain things and some of it being erased and then it being reborn again in another situation until one day it's sitting with my teacher, Master Kalichin. And then, of course, with me. Because of this, I have always consciously tried to be an overall complete martial artist, not just doing the parts that were easy or not just doing the parts that I liked. And still, I'm positive that my selective memory has lost different details over the years. I'm sure you can agree with that, both Absolutely. in me and in yourselves, right? Definitely. Sure. Have you ever had a visual like that? It's, it's cool when you think back, right, over yes. people who came yes. before you. Yes. Having said all that about how when you're in a room and someone's telling you a, a story and you're going to remember it selectively, not verbatim, nevertheless, I think there's nothing like the actual palpable feel of a dojo to make someone grow as a martial artist. It's worth that. If they could become a martial artist and never set foot in a dojo, they would, but it, they would not be near the same martial artist having not had that experience. True. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes. Do you want to add on that? I always have thought with, with the dojo that it's um, a microcosm of life. And that by learning in the dojo, I'm take, I can take it outside to my other lives that I'm living and apply what I've learned in the dojo. That's actually a good one right there. And I, I think a lot of people would agree that any kind of... of um, art or even some intense sports training becomes a microcosm of the world because you're there a lot of hours and you're surrounded by a lot of different personalities and there's all the adjustment, right? That's correct. It becomes your home away from home. Or a second home. Yeah, good one. I've, I was reminded when I was putting this podcast together how many times um, Master Collegian would tell me, once you give the information to the student, it belongs to them. 
It isn't yours anymore. So you have no control over how they use it, how they appreciate it, and how they pass it on. That becomes completely out of our control. And it's a weird thing to think of, but it's also a cool thing to think of. And that's another example right there. The weirdness being the con. Oh my God, a control freak doesn't get control over it. And the advantage being that it, it gets passed on. And applying it to themselves. We hope. <laughs> As they continue in training, if they continue to train, they'll realize more and more the importance of it and what the inside meaning of it truly is. And to veer into directly into the dojo going on with what you said, that's why it's so important for me to keep the students for some years, three or four years, and not to make the technology so intense and so much more important than the child that the technology begins to weigh over the child because it's their character development, that that's the part of me that they're going to remember. I've said that since I taught the Kicks with Kids programs, right? right? Yes, yes. It's me they're going to remember, not the technology. And that character development and, and them relying on themselves as they grow, that's the important part. The rest of it is what it is. Everybody can kick and punch. But anyway... Even though there's this big disadvantage of the selective memory in a dojo, there is no experience like being there. And because of that, I wouldn't trade it into any other way. Even this podcast won't take the place of being inside of a dojo. Because the practitioner that graduates from a true dojo is ready to take his lessons into adult life. He can summon courage. He can push past his fears and his anxieties. He can find success, the success that is his destiny or her destiny, so those of you that are angry that I'm not using the proper pronoun, yes, uh, I apologize for that. Oh, look, it says, please don't send me hate mail about the use of the word he, <laughs> right on my card. <laughs> now, that's funny. Okay, any last thoughts? Totally in agreement with everything that we've discussed well, and talked about. You can't be in, a, in, in disagreement with the words advantage and disadvantage, or you'd be in disagreement with the world then. <laughs> Got to agree with you there. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of any advantage to being stuck in traffic except for that you could listen to podcasts for a while, right? You could sit yes. down and relax you if you had a cold sip of water, which, of course, I always take water and snacks with me when I travel, even if I'm only traveling a short distance. You can always practice your breathing, too. And meditation. And meditation. Yeah. And if it was dead stopped, you could always meet somebody. Which, as you know, is, is a really cool thing to me. Meeting somebody new can be a really fun thing. Yes, and, you're, and you're all in it together. Oh. That's it. So there's that advantage of making you a new home, a new uh, group of friends. Okay, we'll finish up today's show by going over how we really, really want you to get in touch with us. So there's three ways to get in touch with us. You can write us at dojoconversations at aol.com. That's D-O-J-O, Dojo Conversations at AOL.com. You can go to my webpage, wildcatdojo.com, and click the contact link. Or you can contact us through the Facebook page, which is also called Wildcat Dojo. Most specifically, I'd love for you to go online, subscribe to our podcast, and give us a good review. That's going to give us a super boost, and we're going to appreciate it, all of us. Thanks for having us this afternoon, Sensei, and letting us uh, share the podcast with you. Oh, Sensei, it was a pleasure being here. I loved it. I can't wait to do another one. 
I'm Sensei Michelle, and I'm signing off for tonight.